When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You serious? Hello, Marcus Bronzier from How to Kill an Hour. On today's interview episode, we are joined by the head of gaming content partnerships, Richie Charter from Twitter, shall I say, head of gaming content partnerships from Twitter. So what that means is anything you see on Twitter to do with gaming, he's not responsible for all of it, but let's just say if you are interested in gaming and Twitter or Twitter and gaming, this is a conversation you definitely want to listen to. We chop it up and talk about the rise in diversity in gaming, representation, what exactly Twitter means to gaming and what gaming means to Twitter. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel that is the, the worldwide lockdown in its various stages. So we've been asking our guests on the show, what is your current setup at the moment? And you're a man that works at Twitter. And I don't know whether you're working at home, whether at the office. So can you describe to us, the listeners and me as well, what exactly is your setup right now? Yeah, so uh, I live with my wife. And so we actually share an office. Okay. And so depending on who's got more meetings in the day, we'll... Uh, swap between uh the living room and the office but okay. uh when we're both in the office we've both got you know dual monitor set up with a nice mic and uh nice camera all set up and then got uh, our consoles in there so got the new ps5 the new xbox everything's all set up in there to play 
And then, uh, yeah, but uh, we've been working from remote probably a little over a year and a half now, yeah. so it's been some time, but uh, we're making do with what we can. Yeah, I mean, look, there's obviously meeting other people and seeing other people. That's a big downer, but there's also positives to working at home. I feel like the coffee's <laughs> always great at home. I can't complain about the coffee at my house because what am I going to do? Sack myself? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We've we've definitely been grateful for the time we get to spend together and get to spend time with my cat, who I, I absolutely adore. So it's yeah. uh, nice to have that more time, especially because I usually, when I was working, I'm on the road all the time. So. Um, Right before the pandemic kicked off, I had gone to Houston, Las Vegas, Houston, Japan, Chicago, and then was supposed to go to Europe, to Dubai, to London, and a few other places, and then everything stopped. So yeah. uh, it's nice to be put for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Well, listen, it sounds crazy, man. Uh, but no doubt, you're going to be getting on flight soon if things go well, fingers crossed. Um, so Indeed. I'd love to just hear more about what your role is at Twitter at the moment, because we've said, you know, gaming at Twitter, but I'd love to just hear you from your words kind of explain what your role is at Twitter and what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the global head of gaming content partnerships at Twitter. And so what that means is I work with the entire gaming ecosystem, whether it's game publishers and developers, it's esports teams, it's individual gaming personalities, it's, you know, editorial outlets or award shows. Uh, I'm working with everyone in the space on and it boils down to three big things. It's revenue, reach, and innovation. So how do we work together to distribute your content on the platform in a way that allows you to monetize your content and build a business on Twitter, but also how do you develop innovative forms of content that allows you to reach a new audience and grow your audience, but also engage with your existing audience too? So a lot, basically. Because... <laughs> That's that sounds really wide scope. So that's really interesting. So you must have a really varied timetable. Obviously, you said you're you're traveling all over the place as well. But in terms of of, of variation with regards to your day to day, that sounds that sounds massive. Because like you said, you know, you're talking to brands, you're talking to influencers, you're talking to everything in between. Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a really uh, it's a fun job. It keeps me super busy, and it's never uh, it's never the same thing every day. So that's what I love about it. That's, that's good. And you sound like a man that's clearly into gaming. So we'll definitely get to that. Uh, what would you say for your sure. goal is at the moment? Then at Twitter, like, what is it you're kind of striving for at the moment? So I, I've been I've been at Twitter now about f almost four years, yeah. and I think my goal continues to be the same in the sense that how do we what no matter what video game it is or where that video game is broadcast. I believe people come to Twitter to talk about it. Like it's the home for all gaming public conversation. 100%. And my, my goal is really continuing to push forward. How do we continue to utilize a platform like Twitter where it's the place where all things are happening? It's the place for home public conversation. How do we continue 100%. to push gaming towards more mainstream focus and adoption? And I think thanks to everybody being stuck at home for a year, we're really thinking about gaming even more. And so my goal is always thinking about how do we work with our partners and give them opportunities to monetize and build a business that allows them to become even more legitimate, but then also what are the opportunities to continue to push them into more mainstream focus and discoverability on the platform? And then whatever that happens from the platform, how does that transfer to other places from there? So that's what I'm always thinking about is just how do we make gaming bigger? How do we make this industry larger and get more, more adopted and uh, taken more seriously every day? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating because Twitter, um, a, a lot of streamers I know have said with various st streaming platforms, Discovery's been a bit of a problem with some of them. So uh, their strategy has been to get their clips from their streams and play them on Twitter. And that's helped them to pull a crowd over. And then when you kind of add in the fact that Twitter is a place for conversation and sharing that really... 
it's I think the special thing about Twitter is it's not changed too much. I think a lot of social medias have changed a lot over the years, which is great, but I don't think Twitter has needed to change. So I think that discoverability thing is a really, really important thing. And have you seen a lot of streamers maybe take content from their platform and use Twitter to help amplify themselves and even find new people? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I think is really unique about Twitter. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not a competitor to the, the Twitches, the YouTubes, the Facebooks of the world. We very much complement those platforms. Yeah. They're utilizing us as individuals, as publishers, whatever. They're, they're all utilizing the platform to say it's a launch, it's a launch platform to, to build discoverability. So, hey, I'm live. Come check me out on these platforms. And then sharing content from your broadcasts and your streams on our platform. to ha- And that's where people are talking about it. So it continues to be the second screen experience that not only provides discoverability, but also complements these broadcasts because it provides a way for co- conversation to take place that is a little bit more, you know, a little bit easier for people to connect one another and allow for them to speak a little bit more versus the chat that could be happening on those on those platforms because that chat sometimes just flies by and you don't necessarily have the opportunity to engage with everything. So Twitter lends itself to a lot more of a, uh, an open dialogue than that. Okay. Well, I think that's great because uh, I, I totally feel that and it's great that you over at Twitter understand that as well. I guess the other flip side of it is, is how do brands work with you guys to make sure that they're then reaching into, you know, your everyday consumer's life and also into the conversations that other streamers are having as well? What's, how does that play out for them? Because that's always a fascinating thing that I really don't see as much of. I kind of probably see the end products, but how does that work out? Yeah, they're, they're, it's it's a growing business for us. And so that's actually one of the ways that we work on the on the monetization side of the business with our partners, right? So if you think about, uh, we have this thing called Amplify, and then there's a couple different versions of Amplify. There's Amplify Pre-Roll, which is our programmatic, invite-only, very curated program, which is super brand safe. So brands are buying into gaming on that. So they'll buy against the gaming category and run Pre-Roll against clips and highlights there. Right. On the flip side, we have our Amplify Sponsorships program, and that's where we actually do direct sold monetization and direct sold advertising. So we're matching a brand up with another partner of ours. Um, and that's where we can get really fun, right? And that's where we get yeah. creative with the type of activations. So it's not just a, hey, I want to th- like, which you may see on other platforms where you get a lower third ad or you get something like a logo placement in the broadcast. Here, now we can actually do some more bespoke stuff outside of just pre-roll. We could do pre-roll. We could also do things like uh, watch parties, which has been something we've been taking, seeing a lot of success with. So yeah. Honda actually sponsored one in partnership with Riot Games for their uh, LCS in North America. And then there's also things like doing voting or hosting voting on the platform and just giving away codes or surprising fans and partnering with our partners to make stuff that we can amplify even more. So uh, in short, there's a lot of different ways. And I think that it's it's educating people and educating brands because i think what we've seen to date is brands think if i want to be tapping into gaming i need to just be on twitch and the reality is is you actually can be on multiple platforms and you should be thinking about a holistic strategy a strategy where you're actually looking at what do i do on twitch or youtube and what am i doing for the conversation on twitter so that i'm actually tapping into this audience wherever they are definitely and i, I don't know how you feel about this but as i've been having conversations over the last i'd say i say two three months max rishila where it's like I'd say gone are the days where you could kind of just throw the same content on every platform. I feel like you need to tailor your content for each platform. So, you know, where there may be a small similarity, I can hear people screaming out at me because they always get people like this. But Reels and, and TikTok are very close. But other than that, I feel like an Instagram post 
you need something different for Twitter. You need something different if you're going to post on Facebook. You need something different for YouTube. So it's really interesting that you're kind of across that as well. One lovely nuance that Twitter has, and I think it really helped the conversation with next-gen consoles specifically, was the hashtag icons. Like, that has... That is... I don't know what I don't know what it is. Whenever there's something, you know, it's a new Star Wars movie or the PS5 or the Xbox. I don't know why I get so much joy out of using the hashtag. I mean, like on your side, that must be a great thing to see as well because that's something no one has anywhere else in the same way. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and I think when I started, uh, that was one of the things I saw on the traditional sports side. Yeah. So you saw football clubs, yeah, you saw the NFL, the NBA, and I was it. thinking the first thing I was like, I need to get this for the teams. Let's get yeah. this for all the top yeah. teams in the world, 100%. so that they have that and they can cheer too. And we've seen it take off. Now you've got the the posts coming from the leagues where it's like, who do you think it's you know hashtag flywig versus hundred hundred t win or things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It builds conversation and it allows for people to engage in different ways and for fans to show off their pride. So yeah, um, I'm a big fan of it, and I think it's uh, it's something that now we're innovating in on, on on it in different ways with you know hashtags coming to life or, or being developed on Twitter and then being created that way in real time. So yeah. it's been awesome to see, and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned sports there. We're talking about gaming. Esports is something that I want to get into you with as well. So how does how sure. does Twitter want to work with esports then? I think it's it's very similar, right? It's Esports is very much like uh, uh, it's, a, it's a buzzword sometimes and a hot-button topic, but <laughs> I do think it rolls into the gaming ecosystem at large, and For it's real. still growing, right? Yeah. Like game, the overall gaming conversation is significantly larger than the esports conversation, but that's not to say it isn't growing. And so yeah. I think what I'm trying to do is see how do we partner with the best leagues and the teams and think about what are we doing with them in the same way we think about the broader ecosystem and yeah. how do we monetize them and how do we actually take uh, – the, there's a term we use sometimes is what steal with confidence like some of the ideas that happens in the sports side and say how do we apply that to the esports side. And so there's some overlaps there. But I will say that what makes the esports community very different than the sports community is that – uh, one, they were really born and raised on Twitter. They were on Twitter day one, and they've been on the platform for a long time. So they adopted yeah. things very quickly. Yeah. They also just don't have the rain. They don't have the red tape that traditional sports sometimes has. So they can get a little bit. The banter is a lot spicier. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, and so I think that always makes for fun conversation and just broader engagement at large on the platform. So that's I, I love the way that the esports community has adopted Twitter and all of the things that come from it. Yeah, man. And and what do you think of the of the future? Because I feel like Twitter is a, for me, among other things, it's an entertainment source. It's also a news source for me. And the thing is, with the whole kind of change in the way that we consume media, so for example, Netflix, you watch it when you want. You know, if you choose to, if you're like me, you watch 10 episodes at a time and then watch a series and you don't watch some TV for a day or so. Um, the only thing that I think is bound by conventional sports standard is live sports and esports falls into that as well. But Twitter's also a place where I go for live news as well. And I, I kind of see over the years, you've kind of helped us to pull together visuals and also that live new aspect, news aspect of Twitter as well. I presume you want to keep doing that with gaming as well as there's more and more gaming uh, tournaments as we see big gaming expos. I mean, E3, for example, an absolutely massive news point at the moment in gaming that, that, that you know, you can't get away from if you're on Twitter. So, I guess my question is, is is moving forward, how are you guys going to make sure that you uh, kind of can draw those two audiences together, the people that are consuming the visual and those that are ready for that news conversation at the same time? 
Yeah, I think what whatever we do is we we focus on whatever the content mediums are that help serve that conversation. So we've expanded so much when we've gone from just, you know, the 280 characters that we have now to having video, having live video, having moments, all these different things that you can do on the platform. So, you know, it's nice you mentioned E3. You know, we have an official partnership with E3. We have an official partnership with Summer Game Fest, which is happening tomorrow. So all of these live broadcasts will be happening on Twitter and we're going to have watch parties for them. So people can actually tune in. They can watch what's happening and they can also tweet along and share their feedback and conversation about stuff. So we're going to continue to think about that. I think we're not always in the business of hey, we want exclusive rights for things. We're in the business of how do we find content that complements the platform, whether it's not exclusive or not. And just thinking about what are we doing to surface that con- um, that content and making sure that it's discoverable to people, uh, whether it's video, live video and long form formats or it's short form videos as well. Awesome, awesome. I mean, I always say that the gaming community in wholly are a lovely community majority of the time and i think that when you have conversations and discussions when it's when it's nice and fun i mean there's obviously a bit of back and forth about gaming and stuff like that but they're generally a lovely community and and i mean as a gamer yourself do you do you feel that warmth as well from the gaming community in terms of how we all kind of like to get together when especially when it's a game like animal crossing like i was trying to, i was looking at some statistics before we had a chat today and something like 38 million tweets have been tweeted about Animal Crossing on Twitter. So when you see a community like that, that must give you such like a feeling of warmth inside in terms of there's serious people that are talking a lot about gaming on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had over we had over 2 billion tweets about video games last year. Uh, we're on track to have another, you know, significant we're going to we're almost about we're almost Same. at the billion mark for the year this year. So Same. it's it's growing so quickly. Uh and to your point, like Animal Crossing is such a wholesome game that yeah, it was awesome to see the content that came out of that. Yeah. And and it never felt like it was it felt very inclusive, which I loved. We even tried, you know, with our social team was doing stuff with Twitter gaming where they were hosting a Twitter gaming island and that's where fans can come and play with Twitter gaming and also some of our partners. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I think in general, the gaming community at large tries to be as inclusive as it can and mm. that it's trying to celebrate as much as it can. I think there's missteps with like with everything, but uh, for the most part, they try to they try to be as inclusive as possible because, you know, gaming has no borders. You know, the fandom of a game in one region is the same in some other regions. And I mean, it's a testament to the global nature of games and the inclusiveness of games at large. Exactly. I mean, and one thing that I've, I've loved seeing more over the year and I'd like to see more of as well is especially here in the UK uh, within the black community. I've seen so many more black female gamers uh, that have really come to the forefront and, and shown that not only can they kick ass as gamers, like obviously I knew that anyway, but that they have audiences that they can bring in and they can kind of, I feel like, um, like you said, we're much, much more diverse, but we can always do a lot better. But I feel like there's much more of a, a welcoming stance for them to kind of come in and do things. And yeah, there are some people that have made mistakes. There's some brands that have made mistakes, but that's a really, really positive thing for me. And I, I presume at, at Twitter, you know, Rishi, as, as a brown man yourself, bruv, I feel like you, you want to help, help to continue the diversity and, and making sure that everybody has equal representation. And, you know, what's great is you can have smaller groups of people that find each other through Twitter as well and build their own smaller communities. It's not just about big numbers as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you hit on something. It's diversity and inclusion is incredibly important to me. Yeah, 100%. And it's something that I'm trying to think about, um, 
I, I will admit, I think in the like the past year, it's definitely been a lot more eye opening in terms yeah. of being more seeing more content creators from different backgrounds and yeah. seeing that they're trying to make it. And so, what I've been trying to do is figure out ways and opportunities that our myself and my team can go and provide tools for success for everybody. Right. Yeah. So how do we work together to provide monetization tools for them? How do we think about, are they not having access to some of the tools that we have available? How do we give them to them so they can make more content and be more accessible on the platform? And then I think also, which is some of the things we're doing like spaces, right? You know, we're trying to provide these new unique tools and we're testing them with groups yeah. that usually get targeted with harassment first to see what they think about it yeah. and see how they can be looking at it in the best way possible. So it's super important and I think we're just scratching the surface with all of the things that are happening but I love 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 what's happening with all of these you know great creators and great gaming personalities across the board that are yeah. coming from underrepresented backgrounds that are doing really awesome things we've just and I love the celebration that they do on Twitter right and one of my favorites is whenever they get someone gets a partnership or someone's doing this everyone's there to cheer yeah. them on yeah and I think that's that's just like we need that energy as much as we can to keep it going because I just want to see everyone win and I want it to be as inclusive as possible. Exactly. And I think lifting each other up is, is, is something that we can all do more of. And I, I really, really love that. And yeah, it's great to see other people winning on social media and being like, you know, what, that's part. Of, yeah, I always tell everyone, share the win. When you see someone else winning, that's take part of that win as well. Like I enjoy it when someone gets a big deal or someone gets something on. I'm like, yeah, we've, we've had a win. <laughs> People are like, what do you mean? You, you didn't get the deal. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm taking some of that love anyway. I'm feeling warm. Exactly. And that's kind of how I, that's my mantra through life anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, let's talk about you and gaming. You met, you met, you dropped, you got the PS five and the Xbox. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put you, uh, someone who's the head of gaming at Twitter under the pressure of asking you which console you prefer. Now I'm going to do it. What console do you prefer, Rishi? I'm, I'm putting you under pressure. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give. I'm sitting. You're my answer. I'm sitting right on the fence, so you're not okay. going to be happy about this. But political answer I, incoming. Here we go. <laughs> Politician. So I think what's great is you you get different. Each console has a different way of using them, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. what I love about the Xbox is you have this games as a service model with Xbox Game Pass that's allowed me to play so many games that I'd never had a chance to play before. So, yeah. now that I have this, I can tap in, I can play different games that I'm like, oh, I forgot to play that. Now I can play it. I'm playing stuff from like years ago right now. Yeah. On the flip side, PlayStation's got a great console just for, uh, I've only played a couple of games on it. Admittedly, they're older games, but I've started to, it's allowed me to play them in remastered form and I've had a good time with it. So some of the first party titles that they have, I've been enjoying. I'm looking forward to playing resident evil and getting scared straight from that. So that'll be fun. But, uh, you know, I think overall, overall that, um, overall, I, I think they're both different consoles, right. And they're providing different things. Uh, but I've been really enjoying them both and looking forward to seeing more games come out for both of them. So, you know, there's my non-answer for you yeah, i like that I like it. you know what i had to do it i was like i'm not gonna do it i thought i'll do it anyway if you, you don't want to answer it, you don't have to uh all right cool so outside of that then right okay so i'm not asking you to lean into any console at all sure which control pad do you like better no, i'm joking i know no what are you what are you playing <laughs> what are you playing at the moment what are you getting your hands into as of now what have you played just before we've had a conversation and what do you think you'll be playing tonight uh so I don't get to play as much as I'd like. I talk about video games all day, and then I don't get to play as much as I'd like. But I'm with the you, bro. Not, the, next, I, the next one I'm going to play, though, is, is the new Resident Evil. Like, that's the one that's, I have That's on next the on the list, then. Okay, cool. That's next on the list, yeah. All right. I was man. talking to my buddy about it. He said he loved it, and so he's like, it was very scary. And I'm like, all right, I'll keep the lights on when I play, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do it. Keep the lights on and make sure you wear a second pair of underpants just in case, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
how about when you're not on your console? Are you a man that maybe picks up a few apps here and there? Because here at How to Kill an Hour, we're not just fans of big title gaming. I mean, in terms of inclusiveness, we like to include indie games. We like to look at apps. Is there anything that you like to tuck away at when you're kind of out and about, not at your consoles? So I'm thinking about it. I've been looking at the new PUBG that's coming out next date. I'm thinking about that one as something that I might tap into, especially because I got a I got the backbone. So okay. throw it in there, throw it in the backbone, and see if I can mess around with it a little bit. So that's the one I'm eyeing right now. But nice. that's about it for now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And how about around the house? Are you are you much of a tech user outside of this, or do you like to th- keep things quite zen? Because you know we're a tech podcast as well, and we're always kind of looking for things that don't have to be crazy high tech. But is there any bits of tech that you like to use in your kind of day to day? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm a pretty, I'm a, pr- I'm pretty ingrained in the Apple ecosystem, and so I'm actually like in the process of, we just we just got a new house, and so we're in the process of like renovating it and doing some stuff there. Oh, cool. So I've become like really big into like wireless lighting and just like thinking about what wireless lighting looks like, what I'm going to be doing there. Yeah. Uh, also, just like in general, like wireless like security, and then like all of that stuff. I've been really thinking about and doing a ton of research on. So that's been like my tech side of things i've been yeah. just like what am i doing on that front um also going to be like building out like new entertainment system and all that stuff so what the tvs we're going to be doing what's the sound going to be looking like so that's become a big thing for me um on the non-tech side i'm a big shoe guy so i spend a lot of time trying to find a new my next pair of sneakers but right. yeah those are the things that keep me up at night <laughs> have, you, have you got have you got a cool pair of sneaks you can show us on the pod now or are they Oof. in another room what have you got? What They're have you got in another room. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, I'm I wanted sorry. to see what sneaks you're in, man. Like, you know, I always, I'm always curious. What have you picked up recently for the sneakerheads out there? They'll understand if you explain it to them. Sure. Uh, so I just picked up the uh, the the Nike SB. What the P rods? So basically, Paul Rodriguez signed a Nike SB. He got his. He got to make a a, a really dope collab where. He took the designs from all of his previous signature shoes and just threw it into one dunk. Uh, Insane. So Pick those up. Really happy about that. And then also got the, the fragment uh, dunk as uh, fragment dunk highs as well. So some okay. nice pickups lately. Yeah, I mean look, those, those 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 SBs that you're talking about, they must look so loud when you walk into a room because his designs are loud anyway. So you're telling me mm-hmm. it's that, I think I've seen they're like the montage across mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. I got to figure out when I'm going to wear them because they're they're very loud. So, so right you, now they're sitting in the closet. You wear you, you're you're a collector that wears them, right? You're not a collector that just oh, keeps yeah. them in the box. Because I've got some friends they buy and they just stay in the box. No, I try to wear everything. Uh, there's stuff I haven't worn yet because I yeah. just have I forgot about them, and especially because we've been stuck at home for a year. But yeah. once things open up again, it's it's game on. I got to be throwing the kicks back on and, and wearing okay. the stuff. All right, I look forward to seeing them, man. That sounds that sounds dope, sure. man. That sounds really really good. Um, in terms of when you're not uh, um, um, collecting trainers, when you're not gaming and stuff, how do you like to chill out? How do you like to kill some time? What relaxes you? Yeah, um, I'm trying to get into reading again. My wife reads a lot. She's a voracious reader, so uh, I think that's something I'm going to start picking up again. Uh, we've been, I think, home improvement is also a big one now that we're trying yeah. to move and all that. But yeah, once we're done with that, I think cooking getting back into cooking is going to be yeah, a big man. thing for me i enjoy that so yeah. like grilling cooking all that stuff that i find peace in it and it's just enjoyable making stuff so yeah that's usually you, what i like to think about you're a maker you like making things it, it, it relaxes <laughs> yeah. you doesn't it it's like when you're making food or when you're doing some diy i mean listen I'll, i i don't want to get too into this but when you start talking about the lighting stuff rishi oh my days <laughs> it's addictive you know because when you walk into a room and you can't be like hey siri turn the lights purple when you can't do that you're like Oh, this room isn't right. 
<laughs> it's just, it's just, it just doesn't feel right. When you don't have like an act, a sensor active in the room that turns the lights on, you walk in, you're like, no, nah, this is so old school. I'm a caveman. Well, I have to use this thing called a light switch. So yeah, that's really fun. And, and what's great about smart home stuff is that it's so, it's so easy to install into old bits of your house. I mean, like even, for example, we do a lot of stuff with Philips Hue. They've created a light mm-hmm. switch now where you just put it in place of your old light switch. So even if you turn your lights off, your lights are still on. Because if you have an old light switch and you turn them mm-hmm. off, your lights aren't connected to the CU switch anymore. So just little touches like that just, just make it absolutely amazing, man. Um, so yeah, that's that sounds really cool. You should definitely share some of your wins like when you've got the before and afters on social media when you get your bits done. I will, I will. I've got, we've been... Uh... We've been documenting the whole process, and so I'm excited to, to share it all once it's all coming together. People love that, man. I love learning <laughs> stuff like that. I think a big thing, like when I'm on YouTube now, I realize is I'm, I'm always like looking at tutorials on how to build things. Obviously, sometimes yes. it's, it's, it's sensible stuff like changing a light switch or a fuse or something like that. Other times, it's how do I make Wolverine's claws? But you know what? That's just how I like <laughs> to enjoy myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to have fun. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely found myself going down the uh, going down the watching youtube a little bit more too and just watching some stuff like my wife put me on jolly that youtube channel jolly and i was starting yes. to watch them like break gla- fake glass over each other yesterday and yes. i'm like what is this this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's insane it's insane right um uh, but before i let you go uh, rishi just one more thing i want to ask you i know there's a lot of people that are kind of up and coming on twitter we've also got friends of the show that are very heavily into their gaming their streams and stuff have you got a nice general piece of advice for people that just want to continue to amplify their message on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, so there's a few different things I, I really recommend. One is natively post as much content as you can. Right. Don't just link off platform because what tends to happen is people won't click the link. So if you can upload a video natively, do it. Uh, be sure to utilize a lot of the things that we have coming out, like Spaces. Spaces has become something that's available to you know everyone who has 600 followers or more. And I think that it's a new medium that's taking off incredibly well. And it's an area that we're really focused on. Uh, we're providing a lot of the support and discovery around it, whether it's you know being featured at the top of your timeline or being featured in the spaces section uh, on mobile. And so yeah. I think that's something that people should be tapping into. And then, you know, have fun, be conversational. Don't just yeah. try to be spicy, but try to engage with one another and talk about stuff and have a meaningful conversation because I think that's where the magic really happens. And people actually find people from there and get discovered and things blow up from that too. So it's 100%. always key. Keep it conversational. hundred percent. Like I know some people sit there and want to write zingers all day long and it's not, it's never when you sit there and try and write a zing, it happens. It's when you just have a nice genuine thought that you pop into your head. That's when it creates a conversation on Twitter. I like that, man. And you know, I, I really appreciate hearing someone from your side of things who's, who's trying to like make sure that you encourage that kind of conversation because you know, with the good and the bad, there are some people that use all social medias to kind of amplify negative messages. And because of the response, it, it, you know, the algorithms pick them up and give them extra traction. So it's good that you're kind of creating these spaces quite literally where you can go and kind of have a conversation in a safe place. So, yeah, man, th- thank you very much for joining us on, on How to Kill an Hour. I'd love to have a conversation with you in the future just because I, I know social media is an ever-evolving thing. So, it would be great to have a conversation with you, you know, when there's a, a new turning point in Twitter. If you decide to give us another 140 characters again, who knows? That would be crazy. <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. Some, I still think in 140 sometimes, you know. I'm like, I'm going to run out it's of characters. True. Oh, I've got a few more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done that multiple times. And then now I'm getting to the point where I've, I've zoomed past it. Yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out how to keep it all in 280. So yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. wouldn't mind an extra 40, but <laughs> I'm not... Uh, <laughs> 
I don't make that call. That's above my pay grade, and that's just spic- strictly what I personally believe. Look, we'll see. If phone screens get bigger, we can add more characters onto them. So one tweet could fit on on my screen. So I think that's we, we, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable request. If the guys at Twitter are listening, hey, maybe that's something you can do if we get you know a fifteen inch phone screen standard. All right, but anyway, look. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, find me on at R D O T C H A D H A. And nice. uh, yeah, that's that's me. And Marcus, thank you for having me. I'd love to come back. And so we'll definitely have to keep up and, and catch up again once we have some updates. Oh, 100%, man. And hopefully when we're allowed back out and allowed to travel, if I'm over uh, your way, if you're over here, it'd be great to do this in person. We've got a lovely studio pa- space with some smart lighting in it, actually, which we can show Amazing. off to you as well. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, brother. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, Take care. So there you have it. Richie Chardot here on How to Kill an Hour, the head of gaming and content partnerships. Listen, I love Twitter. It's very unique in terms of its offering in social media. So it's something that I definitely want to stay on. I love a little bit of Twitter. I love, love sending out a little tweet here and there. Uh, so yes, uh, you can find us here on Twitter at How to Kill an Hour. You can find myself at Marcus Bronzy at How to, uh, as well on Twitter as well. You can also find Richie at r.chada, R-D-O-T-C-H-A-D-H-A. And yeah, thank you for killing some time with us. We'll be in your ears real soon. Bless. 